things continue to get on track for Sharon Moore and the Michigan Wolverines. Yet another staff hire appears to have been made, and it was a battle with an SEC school to bring another prodigal son home. We're going to talk about that and the new NIL deal that was announced on Wednesday on this episode of Locked On Wolverines. You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Thursday. We're back and doing it. Lockdown Wolverines podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I am your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. Dreaming of the South after uh, <laughs> the weather we've had today, and I've been out on the road for about a bunch of it. Uh, if you're not in Michigan, it is. We got, a, we got about an inch and a half of snow in like an hour period, and I know that doesn't seem like much. Maybe it was two. Uh, harrowing to drive around in for like the first uh, 45 minutes or so. Anyway, uh, we are back. And uh, today also, uh, according to Sam Webb and multiple others now at this point, uh, Michigan is bringing Brian Jean-Marie home. And he was the uh, 2020 linebackers coach for Michigan. Not exactly a year you want to write home about. But uh, I have spoken to a former Michigan coach. Uh, who said that that would be an amazing, this was last earlier in the week, actually, and they said this would be an absolutely amazing hire for Michigan, uh, that he is a great coach, he's great with the linebackers and all of that. So he will be uh, leaving Tennessee to come to Ann Arbor again. And uh, I think one of the things that uh, people have obviously mentioned is his voracious, his veracity in recruiting. And I have uh, some of those uh, some of those recruits his all time top commits uh, according to twenty four seven sports. So he's got one five star in Malik Jefferson, uh, and then he's got a bunch of other guys. Uh, and this is just between a bunch of di- uh, his different stops. So you're looking at Jeffrey McCullough uh, from Houston, Texas, number sixty two in the country. That's a secondary one for him. Eric Fowler is a four star linebacker. Anthony Wheeler, four star uh, star linebacker. Caleb Herring is very, very good player, a four-star edge. Um, uh, was a secondary on uh, Morgan Burnett. He's a primary. Uh, brought Junior Colson to Michigan. Uh, that is one that he, he was a primary on. Uh, he has a couple guys he brought to Michigan. Jaden Hood, uh, who obviously hasn't really done much, but now he reunites uh, kind of with him. Didn't really play under him or anything, but reunites with him. Does get to, to play under him. Um, and, uh, I believe I'm not, I'm trying to look here. I'm not seeing, but Cody Jones, I believe was another one that he brought in, uh, to Ann Arbor. So, uh, pretty, uh, pretty great recruiter, uh, also responsible for Lil Jordan Humphrey, uh, during his tenure at Texas. So, uh, obviously he, <laughs> he, 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 Lil Jordan Humphrey who was an athlete. Uh, was only a three star, not rated in the composite. So, uh, Good at recruiting, good at uh, uh, recognizing talent. And he comes from Apopka, Florida, which is outside of um, where I just went to uh, vacation, Orlando area. Uh, But he also uh, is just overall just has a lot of really good players. Uh, The top two tacklers for uh, Tennessee is one of those uh, I just mentioned, Elijah Herring. And then another one is uh, Aaron Beasley, 80 and 69. Uh, when it comes to tackles for loss, 
Uh, Aaron Beasley was second on the team with 11 and a half. Uh, Herring uh, was ninth with four uh, sacks wise. Uh, Aaron Beasley was fourth with three. Uh, that was just this last year. Aaron Beasley in 2022 had three. He was second on the team. And in 2021, uh, Jeremy Banks had five and a half sacks. So he, he's getting production from his guys. Uh, Jeremy Banks had 11 and a half tackles for loss in 2021. Beasley had 13 tackles for loss in 2022. That is team leading. So he's getting a lot out of his players, uh, which is uh, what you really want to see. Now, Tennessee, obviously, uh, not exactly uh, the best defense in the world, but they were 33rd in the country this past year. And then the year before that, they rose from 92 to 33. So he, you can see the trajectory. And he is, like I said, a voracious recruiter. He's going to be one of the older coaches on the staff, but that helps create some stability, right? Like I, I don't, I'm not necessarily kind of nest, uh, with like the strategy in 2021 for Michigan, where it was like full on youth movement outside of Jim Harbaugh. I, I'm fine with having a couple older guys, but mostly younger guys, right? Just having the the guys who have seen a lot of football, who have been around football a lot, right? And uh, I think that uh, having a guy like Brian John Marie. Uh, who just seemed really sharp. And as I never met him in person because we never had any in-person press conferences with him. They were just via Zoom. I think we only had one or two. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, uh, having a guy who's got the experience to match up with Wink Martindale, uh, I think that that's a, a great thing for, uh, for Michigan to just have a couple guys, especially on that side of the ball where maybe there will be some changes, maybe there won't be. Won't really know until we get a chance to Talk to some of these guys, right? Which might not happen for another month until we get into spring ball and all. Uh, but uh, it is a, I, I really like what the staff is looking like. Now, uh, according to Josh Henschke, Stephen Adegoke, Houston is trying to retain him, but Michigan's going to continue to put up a fight and, uh, and everything. So again, remember the caveat I gave you uh, yesterday about uh, just because Michigan is like, okay, all in. And the other person's agreed to it until Penn hits paper. Things can change. And even after that, right? We saw Mo Linguist come to Ann Arbor for a couple of months. Penn had hit paper and then he got the Buffalo head job and left. And it worked out for Michigan because it got Steve, they got Steve Klinkscale. You're right. Bill O'Brien was in Columbus and then he ends up leaving. And they, uh, as per Ohio State's uh, tendencies, fell upward into Chip Kelly. So both, both of those circumstances were ones where each team fell upward with a coaching hire leaving. But uh, it, right now, it looks like the staff is pretty much set. Again, we don't really know about Mike Hart, who, again, like I told you, is on a leave of absence. I uh, don't know much more than that. So I think we are just waiting to find out, uh, is he staying? Uh, are they going to announce Ron Bellamy's retention? I assume so, but they haven't announced it yet. And then they got to get the ink to dry on some of these other guys. I wouldn't be surprised if... This is not inside information. This is just my own uh, judgment with the uh, with the MSU game coming up on Saturday and wanting to have some of those guys in the building. Uh, I would assume that they'll get some of those things announced by Saturday evening uh, because it just makes all the sense in the world and we'll be well over a week into uh, some of these guys being announced. So we'll see. But I, I think that uh, the way that this coaching staff is set up at the moment feels really good. Uh, Obviously, we want to see what the personnel looks like when the time comes. We want to see what spring ball looks like, especially now that there's going to be a quarterback battle. 
And those are things that we'll get into. And I, uh, obviously, there's a lot of positions that they need to fill. Let's get into that, uh, actually. Like, what do we want to see uh, kind of shore itself up in the next two months? Uh, we'll get to that uh, in segment three, but we're going to talk about the NIL of it all here in just a moment. But before we do that... Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel. That's America's number one sports book, people. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. Listen, super fun, super easy to use. I had a blast using the same exact promo. Um, I I was so close on hitting on some of my giant, giant bets that normally you would have think would have. But uh, yet again, um, parlays are not my personal friend, but they could be yours. So that's 150 bucks if your bet wins. So bet on all your favorite NBA players with teams uh, and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, a heck of a lot more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, an official sport, sorry, the official sports book partner of the NBA. So, uh, oh, <laughs> as I pause, I'm wondering if I should say this, but I'm going to. Um, one of the things that uh, uh, I've learned over the course of my life is I'm probably somewhere on the spectrum. And one of those things that uh, manifest itself is uh, obsessive tendencies, deep, passionate interest over uh, newfound interests. Um, right now, it's fragrances. So, I, I took Sarah when we were in Orlando. To uh, we didn't have the best day because I was insistent on riding rides. And she didn't want to ride, and and she rode them, and you know, this motion sick and all of that, and was very upset with me. And this was in the cards anyway. But we went to uh, Neiman Marcus, and I got her uh, this perfume, or actually, I should just say fragrance because uh, you know, pretty much everything is unisex uh, n- nowadays, I guess. Uh, at least not everything, but like when you go to the high end fra- fragrances, right? If you get out of the, uh, you know, the, the things that you find at Macy's majority of the things that you're going to find are, uh, for either or now they can, they can skew one way or the other, but I have been absolutely obsessive with fragrance, uh, since that trip. And we just met this cool dude named Jason Gonzalez who works there. Uh, if, if you want to get a high-end fragrance this isn't an ad i'm just i'm just honestly just telling you this dude was awesome hit me up on twitter and uh, i'll give you his info but uh it was a really really knowledgeable cool dude didn't pressure us into anything but uh i ended up getting uh one high-end fragrance for myself and i'm obsessive with fragrance now which is a weird thing for a sports dude to be into but then again uh as i've long said uh it's college football for me and outside of that, like I'm not, I'm not sitting, sitting back on a July afternoon and watching the Tigers that I used to. That's just not my deal anymore. Uh, I'm not just sitting and watching random college basketball games. It's, it's college football. Yeah. If I have, if we have a bye week, I'm going to sit there in front of a TV all day on Saturday and I'm going to watch from noon until bedtime. Right. I'm just, I, I might be a little zoned out by what formerly is known as Pac-12 after dark, but, um, I am a little bit of a dilettante when it comes to a lot of the things that I'm good at or my interests. And right now, fragrance is the thing I'm obsessive 
over, and I don't know why I'm sharing that. It's just uh, well, I know why because I'm I'm obsessive over it. So it's uh, what I'm thinking about. Um, anyway, uh, so on Wednesday we had a uh, press conference with uh, Ward Manuel. I know not everyone's favorite person. Again, I think a lot of the things are overblown, right? Um, I've been in the room with him when he's made recruiting pitch, not recruiting, but NIL pitches, uh, trying to pitch high end donors. Uh, I've been in the room. I think he is the opposite of how he's portrayed by a lot of people. Uh, do I think he does everything perfectly? I do not. But a, a lot of the things that he gets blamed for, I don't believe are, uh, his, they aren't things that, uh, he should be blamed for, uh, in my eyes. But, uh, we were on a press conference with him. We we're on a press con and on the press conference also was Solly from uh, Learfield and the name escapes me. Schwab is his last name from Altia Sports Partners in the announcement of a for the for the University of Michigan, a groundbreaking new deal uh, for NIL that will see a executive general manager come to town uh, to help facilitate NIL deals and such. And this is huge for Michigan. This is the type of thing that if it should have happened a year ago, uh, Ward and the the other two guys said that this was something that had been in the works for months and months. Uh, certainly, I'm sure it started kind of about a year ago after the WME deal fell through. Um, but uh, this is a situation where it's a, not to confuse anyone who looks at the general manager position being filled by Sean McGee. Uh, this is a completely separate situation it's uh where he uh this new general manager executive general manager will be uh able to kind of just across all sports help facilitate nil deals educate uh student athletes and uh certainly i think one of the the benefits is agents who are kind of shopping their client around won't have to do that as much because they'll be able to go right to this uh, egm as they call it and say, what do you got for us? And they'll be like, okay, well, we've got these branding things. We've got these different things. And it's uh, it's a much more lucrative type of scenario than just simply getting mega donors to uh, just say, you know, give a million or whatever. Now, that said, both uh, Chris Ballas and Josh Henschke are reporting that a mega donor has donated something in that uh, anonymously in somewhere in that ballpark. So things are really starting to kind of take off NIL-wise for Michigan. And I understand there's a lot of people that are going to sit there and scoff at that because it's been a long time coming. But, you know, it was not it was only a couple months ago that I remember Ohio State people uh, really scoffing at their own NIL uh, only for this offseason for them to uh, be making it rain across the, the entire sport. So that's kind of what it takes. Now, Michigan is not going to transform into uh, this uh, pay-for-play in a traditional uh, bagman type of sense, right? They're not going to induce, and they were very clear about that. This isn't going to be about inducement. It is going to be more about education and finding opportunities. And as Ward said, what I thought was interesting is, like, this is you know more than just about your college career. It's about your brand as an individual, and those are the types of things that we want to help carry you throughout uh, your life beyond football. Right. And it's, that might sound you know, kind of corny and everything, but that is kind of more of the Michigan way. Right. Remember it was only a couple of years ago, every single recruit that we were interviewing, that's when I was interviewing recruits with a lot more uh, regularity, Rick. 
the OGs can remember when we had Giles Jackson on the show well before he was a signee, uh, not too long after he committed. And in that, and I think the same thing with AJ Henning, actually. And uh, both of them had said the same phrase of uh, looking for a, uh, a 40 year, uh, you know, looking for 40 years down the line rather than four. Now, obviously, bad examples. Both of them ended up departing the program. Uh, I mean, Henning was around for a while, but Jackson was, was only around for a year and a half or so. But uh, that is kind of in line with the types of things that they are, uh, that this will kind of affect. So uh, to trying to say like, yeah, you can go and get a quick buck from someone. And, you know, if you were getting $500,000 from another school, that's great. Uh, we're going to help you kind of build more of a brand. And, you know, we've got different brand brands that are going to come in and they're going to sponsor you. You're going to get that same type of money and we're going to help you make really good decisions about where you align your name. And uh, I think that that's smart. That's agenting. Right. Now, that was kind of the whole point when I was working at United Talent Agency. Uh, that was uh, kind of the, the, the game wasn't just getting the job. It was getting the right job. You know, it wasn't just getting the next job. It was the right one. And I remember advising some people. I won't mention names, but uh, it, I remember advising this actress who was really, really, really on the up and up. She was not represented by the agency, but she was a, she became a friend of mine and I was I was trying to help her. And she was taking jobs that were not propelling her, right? It's, it's about, not just about uh, d doing the next thing, right? She got blinded by like, this is a job, it's on TV or it's a movie, and that's going to help me because it's a job. And it, it, it was a lot more than that. It was about uh, creating a, essentially a brand. And it wasn't necessarily a brand of, you know, when you look at movies and movie stars, you're not necessarily looking at a certain person and saying like, that's their brand, but you know, the kind of movie that they will do and that they won't do. Right. It's, it's a little bit of the exclusivity. It's kind of the same idea here. And I think that's really smart by Michigan. So we'll see how that works out, but, uh, they're going to Altius is going to handle the hiring of the EGM and they're looking for someone that isn't necessarily like a Michigan alum, uh, but it is someone who is going to live in Ann Arbor. And it is someone that they, that is obviously going to get the approval of the uh, of the athletic department. Uh, obviously, they're not going to bring in some of the athletic department is like absolutely not. Uh, but they are going to work hand in hand and they're going to be someone who is able to facilitate a lot of these things that Michigan has not been able to do on their own. And if you're wondering what that means for the collectives, uh, they're going to work hand in hand with the collectives, too. Like that's a partnership as well. And Champion Circle even put out a tweet yesterday saying that they can't wait to get to work on that. Uh, so. Uh, I think it's, this is the long time coming and it's good that it's finally happening. So that's good. All right, let's finish up just uh, now that everything's kind of starting to get into place with, uh, with the coaching staff. What are the needs? What does Michigan need personnel wise uh, when it comes to this upcoming season? What, where do, are we looking at uh, certain position groups and such of that stepping up and all of that? Uh, so let's get to that here in just a moment. Before we do, however, passion, drive, and patience, what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available for U.S. customers. All right, we've got just a few minutes left here, so let's uh, let's let's discuss what M- Michigan's needs are now. And defensively, it's very little, right? Because you you look back to front, it's going to be more about retention, right? Try to retain everybody that you absolutely can that you've already you already have, right? Uh, obviously, the the front and Will Johnson. Will Johnson, I'm not as concerned about. He's a legacy, uh, but uh, you know Mason Graham, Kenneth Grant, some of the guys that were. Uh, certainly getting uh, some of those uh, agents in their ear and such. Bold new, brave new world. Uh, but uh, trying, making sure you retain those guys. Uh, obviously, you've got uh, the two linebackers. Well, you've got edges too, right? Uh, Derek Moore, uh, Josiah Stewart uh, there also. Uh, and some of the guys that you hope are up and coming. You hope that you see like a Keyshawn Bennett kind of take a step forward. Uh, the linebackers, you got Jayshon Barham, who just came in from... Maryland and Ernest Hausman uh, in his third year, second year at Michigan after transferring to Nebraska. You've still got your safety crew. Uh, Quentin Johnson leaves, but obviously Rod Moore, Makari Page, Keon Sab, uh, Zeke Berry uh, coming back in full strength is a po- big positive. Will Johnson, as mentioned, so you really only need uh, everything's pretty much set. You just really need that other cornerback spot to get solidified. They're still. Um, uh, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Miles Pollard uh, is able to do or Cody Jones. Uh, I, I know that with Pollard, he, he's been biding his time, as has Jones. I talked to Jones at the, uh, at, uh, the Rose Bowl uh, media day, and uh, he, he's like, you know, I'm not that concerned with the fact that I haven't played much yet because there's just been some really good guys in front of me. I've just been kind of doing what I'm supposed to do and working my tail off to get to the point where I can play. So don't write those guys off yet, right? Because, I mean, th- those are players who can certainly, and then Jade McBurrows uh, could be your nickel, um, or, I mean, they could mess around, have Keon Sab be that. I don't know. But the defense is obviously pretty solid and set. It's the offense that still is concerning, but that's where you feel good about having an offensive-minded head coach. Uh, and I think it's a little different than Jim Harbaugh being the offensive-minded head coach, right? Because it was, uh, even though there's not necessarily going to be any big changes, I don't necessarily think, I think it's a little different when you have like an, a, a guy who played on offense who isn't just always going to inexplicably have a, a, a defense that's just worlds better. And granted, they're going to play complimentary football, but obviously they need a quarterback. I'm still very tantalized over Alex Orgy at the quarterback position. But really for me, it's the wide receiver position that is uh, a little bit daunting right now. Samaj Morgan, you know, is probably going to take a big step forward going year one to year two. Uh, but outside of Samaj and Tyler Morris, who showed up his SEC speed, I mean, they don't, they don't really have a lot of those big body guys. So you're really hoping, uh, for a mixture of Frederick Moore, really taking a big step forward. Uh, I mean, they don't necessarily need those big, like six, four type dudes, right? Carmelo English was injured throughout the year and he got a lot of early playing time, uh, just kind of in spot duty came in relatively early here and there. You get, you get like him going and it's harder to rely on freshmen, but that's, they you know, threw him out there last year, but Amari and Stewart and uh, Channing Goodwin, neither of them are again, bigger guys. So you kind of wonder, are they going to go and are they going to find someone in the transfer portal? But the problem with kind of having to go through everything Michigan just went through is it's a little less certain that you're going to get a big name in the transfer portal in the spring cycle. I mean, maybe you still do, but, uh, 
to me, that's the big thing. I still feel really good about the offensive line, even though there's going to be a lot of new faces. Uh, I feel good about tight end, obviously, Colston Loveland, and we don't really know who's beyond that at this point. Um, and uh, running back is is deep. I feel, even though it's uh, it doesn't have uh, Blake Corum, I, I feel like top to bottom, every single one of those guys that is on the roster um, could really be a factor this year. So I'm excited about it. So really, it's just cornerback, wide receiver, those and quarterback, obviously. Uh, but I I refuse to not be tantalized by the idea of Alex Orgy being in the backfield and throwing the ball around and running and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just curious to see what this offense looks like. But we've got a little more than two months until the, the spring game, April 20th. So it's going to be a little while. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode. We'll be back on Friday, uh, and we will continue to press forward as we uh, see this staff get established. And uh, uh, we'll probably touch on a little bit of Ward Manuel talking about Jawan Howard and the Jim Harbaugh stuff and uh, the stuff that we kind of didn't touch on today that was from yesterday. So we'll get to all of that on Friday. Thanks for watching. Thank you for listening. We will be back soon. Peace. Peace.